Welcome to Local Gov Matters, the podcast that talks about the latest issues facing Wisconsin, be it counties, cities, villages, and towns. I'm Michelle Thompson of the Wisconsin Counties Association. And I'm Gail Sumi of the League of Wisconsin Municipalities. In this podcast, we discuss what's happening at the Capitol and in communities around the state. You'll hear from local and state officials, other experts, and advocates. We'll provide the local impact of state legislation and insights into how local government works and how it impacts you. It's the background, the stories, and even some insider-based that will frame the issues and make it worth your listen. So whether you're sitting at your desk, driving in your car, or getting in your steps on the treadmill, we are thrilled you have joined us. Let's get started. Welcome to Local Gov Matters. I'm Michelle Thompson of the Wisconsin Counties Association. I'm Gail Sumi of the League of Wisconsin Municipalities. Our guest today is Dale Knapp, Director of Forward Analytics, the research arm of the Wisconsin Counties Association. Today we're talking about rural depopulation, but before we get into that, Dale, why don't you tell us a little bit about Forward Analytics? What is it and why is your work so important? Well, Forward Analytics has um, only been around for about two years. The Counties Association started a research arm uh, in 2018 um, and coaxed me over from the Wisconsin Taxpayers Alliance, where I had spent 18 years. 18 years, that is a, that's a good run. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. Um, and so Mark, the, the director of, or the, uh, the executive director of, of the Counties Association, always wanted to do a research arm. I had known him for quite a number of years. Um, so he convinced me to come over and has given me free reign to do the kind of research that I've always wanted to do and on big issues facing the state. Well, Dale, I do have to say I'm happy you're here, mainly because obviously your work is amazing, but also Mark can stop talking now about uh, hiring a research person there you because go. I've known Mark, <laughs> I think, since the early 90s, and I'm telling you, it was on his list yeah. for sure, so yeah. we are glad you're here. So, Dale, what are some of the reports that you guys have, have issued so far? And I say you guys, I mean you, Dale Knapp. Yeah, so, well, a lot of them at this point have been on um, population and the demographics of the state because I, it, it's one of the really big issues, overriding issues facing Wisconsin. We've also looked at, at um, uh, some stuff on the economy, in particular the kinds of jobs that are being created here, which really came as a surprise to me in that hmm. the new jobs that are being created are much more at the high end than at the low end, and, and which is good news for the state. Is that throughout Wisconsin or is that That's a throughout area? the state, yes, yes, yes. That's and it's driven, it's driven by Madison a fair amount, but it's, it's, you really find it in the Milwaukee area, in the Fox Valley, um, Marathon County to some degree. And we're going to talk about disparities across the state in yeah. a minute, obviously, with our depopulation yeah. conversation. Yeah. Dale, have you found that your research has yielded more research? Just like when we do podcasts, we walk away with probably five more topics we'd like to, to dive deeper into? It, it, will, it will generate more. It, it's generated a lot more ideas for me. Um, the, what we're going to talk about today, actually, um, we've decided actually to do it in a three-part piece because there's so much here. So we're... We're going to talk about one piece today, and then um, there's going to be a couple of other pieces coming out on this to really cover this in detail, because it's a really important topic for, for rural Wisconsin. 
And I see two more podcasts we just added to the list, Dale. I think so. <laughs> so with that, let's get started discussing your latest report, Dale. The report is the Rural Challenge. We were saying uh, rural is a very difficult word to say, but we're going to say it a whole bunch in this podcast. Okay. The Rural Challenge, Depopulation and Its Economic Consequences. And Dale, in this report, you found that from 2010 to 2018, two-thirds of rural counties in Wisconsin lost population. And that percentage was up from 44% during 2000 to 2010. And in rural counties across the nation, a similar pattern has emerged. In fact, when I Googled rural depopulation, the first hit was Japan. This is yeah, happening the, across the world. Yes, and Japan has happened. I mean, that they've been sort of ahead of the curve for, for a number of reasons. But, um, you know, and, and what this is, why this is of interest to me, when I was at the Taxpayers Alliance, we did several pieces on what we called the two Wisconsins, how rural Wisconsin was um, kind of lagging the urban areas. But they were still growing. I mean, it was just slower growth. That slow growth has now turned to decline um, which is, uh, you know, creates significant challenges for our, our rural counties across the state. And that's the difference this time, is that it's declining? That is the difference, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's easier to deal with slow growth than it is to deal with decline, because as we'll see, there's, there's so many economic consequences um, resulting from that. So, Dale, why are these numbers so alarming once you put this, put this report together? Well, I, I think, and, and this is this is going to be part of of sort of the next piece that comes out. But one of my big worries is that um, we we get to a, a tipping point where um, decline is going to be really hard to turn around or even stop. That that if you, it's one of those things that like a, 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 the flu or a cold. If you catch it early enough, you can probably do something about it. If it gets too far down the road, it becomes much more difficult to deal with. So I think um, what we'll see is Wisconsin sort of ahead of the rest of the country on this, but we're approaching a point where it's going to be, if, if we really want to deal with it in a serious way, it's going to be a, a greater challenge. So this is our early warning. It basically. is our early warning. Wow. Yeah. Is there a clear listing from your research of what are these items that depopulation is? Why is it occurring? Is it is it broadband access? Is it is it transportation? That that's going to be part of the next piece. But I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, so give us the, a give sure us a, sure. There's <laughs> you it, heard it here from yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot of of factors that 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 come into play. Some of them are just basic county characteristics. Um, so if you have a med even a medium-sized city in your county, you know, a city of 20,000 people, you're much better off. Um, so there, there's factors like that that, that we can't do, have, we don't have a lot of control over. But there is this preference shift among millennials that they prefer urban areas much more than, than their um, parents did. Um, and so there's that movement that's going on. Um, and you mentioned the, the other factor that, that really comes into play, it really shows up, is access to broadband. Um, you know, we're connected in so many ways, both personally and through business. Um, and if you don't have that broadband, businesses are going to start leaving um, and people don't want to move there because they don't have that, that access that they would in, in an urban area. So that's... 
that's really critical for um, it's kind of stemming um, what this is, what's going on here. That is such an important topic. And I think for people that are in more populated areas, you don't think twice about it. You just, you pick up your phone, you turn on Netflix, you stream, whatever. It's it's just there. And if it's not, everything comes to a grinding stop. It, it does. But, but and, and we talk about urban areas, but, you know, there are places where um, uh, I go um, not that far out of Madison. Um, and... I have very little Wi-Fi. So even in, you know, not far from urban areas in Wisconsin, there are pockets where um, it's a challenge. So, so you're watching so your, are you watching your cat videos on Facebook then back at home? I do. I have to, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> not here at the office. No, not, no, no, not allowed. Okay. But that is something that policymakers can do something about broadband. And we're probably getting too far down the road into what's coming no, next. No, and, and that's fine. But, um, and, and it is. And we're, we're, we're starting to see, you know, in this budget, there was some money put into to, um, broadband. Um, but it's something at the Taxpayers Alliance, we started talking about in about 2005 saying, because we were hearing from school officials in the North, businesses in the North, how, um, you know, broadband was, was limiting them in so many ways. And it's gotten better up there, um, but, but it's still not where it needs to be. And um, so, again, finally, we're reacting to something we should have been doing 15 years ago. And you hear from librarians that people are sitting in the parking lot doing their homework. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, exactly. Let's take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what rural depopulation means to our counties, our cities, our towns, our villages, and our school districts. Our guest is Dale Knapp with Forward Analytics. Since 1935, the Wisconsin Counties Association has represented the interests of Wisconsin's 72 counties at both the state and federal level. Counties keep our roads safe, protect our citizens, maintain our parks, and perform countless other functions that make Wisconsin such a great place to live and work. As state and local governments evolve to meet the changing and diverse needs of our citizens, counties will continue to play a prominent role. Learn more at wicounties.org. back with Dale Knapp from Forward Analytics, the research arm of the Wisconsin Counties Association. So, Dale, we're talking about rural depopulation. There's Easy that word again. Say, I know. <laughs> what does this mean to counties, cities, towns, villages, and school districts, since we're talking about local gov matters here? Well, it means a, it means a lot. Um, it, it, it's really, starting with school districts, it's, it's easy. Um, it means um, fewer kids. It means... It, because your 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 um, funding is tied to the number of students, it means a contraction in funding, um, and 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 school districts are, are are really dealing with that. Just to give you a sense of of what this means, 2010 to 2018, if you look at the under 20 population in Wisconsin, um, it's down about five percent. In urban areas, it's down four. In the rural declining counties it's down over 10 percent um and and significant and, and yeah. that, that that's a big deal for for these counties trying to figure out with their funding tied to those, those enrollment numbers and their costs aren't perfectly aligned with student populations i right. mean if you, if you lose 10 percent of your students you across 13 grades you can't cut you know 
10% of your teachers. Right. You, you still got to turn the lights on and you, and you have to staff it. it and yep, yep. The heat has to go yep. on. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully air conditioning. And, and for, for municipalities and counties, um, you know, the, the population changes um, have a lot. I mean, there, there's a lot of service that are tied with that. But again, they also have a lot of infrastructure costs. Um, the declines in population lead to economic declines in terms of overall economic activity, et cetera. Um, and that really affects their funding as well. Um, and it's sort of, sort of, it's a, a cycle that, that I think we, we need to find a way out of. Well, now's a good time for us to do that. So levy limits, too, play a role. It's something we talk about at the League of Wisconsin Municipalities quite often. Levy limits are tied to new construction. So if there's no new construction in your community, you are allowed to raise your budget by 0%. And you always have increasing costs, be it heat or fuel or whatever it is at the municipal level. Um, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, and and the levy limits, um, you know, in Wisconsin are are a challenge even in in growing counties because even the counties that are growing, um, you know, if you're getting three percent growth in in new construction, your economy is is booming. Um, really. Right. It, it, it's so. Um, but, but but it's not enough. But so. it's not enough. No. But but what you're seeing, and and it makes sense as as you get to these counties that are losing population. Um, there's no um, building of new houses generally because there's vacancies already. Um, businesses, there's business. What, what we found in, in the study is there's a, a fairly large contraction in the number of businesses, and so you have empty storefronts. Um, so you don't see much in terms of new construction. And again, we see the, the same... Um, differential in terms of that, that we saw in terms of the the under twenty population with with new construction, where in the urban areas, two thousand ten to eighteen, total new construction was up about twelve percent over those eight years. Um, in the rural declining areas, it was up about eight percent. Um, so less than a percent a year in in a lot of places, less than half a percent a year. And as the population decreases, that the population that's left then still has to support the budget yeah. for the emergency services for plowing and and, and the other and the, and the other thing and the other um, thing we and the other thing we don't think about is as um, businesses leave you have empty storefronts that were paying um, X dollars in taxes they're now empty and so they're right. paying a fraction of that so that tax burden now is getting pushed onto the remaining residential property taxpayers there that exactly are there. so there's a shift going yep. on there yep. Dale tell us how are rural communities adjusting to these declines are service models changing well I think there's we're seeing more um, adjustments at the school district level because the student population decline in rural Wisconsin has been going on for 15 to 20 years. And so they've been adjusting, trying to adjust in, in, in how they provide services to the extent they can. It's relatively new to municipalities and counties. Um, as I said before, we've gone from slow growth to now decline. Um, so I think they're kind of adjusting on the fly at this time. There, there's not been um, sort of a plan at how to how we're going to deal with this. So I think we're still learning and trying to figure out how we do that there's there's talk about you know service consolidation etc but again you get to some of these rural areas that are fairly sparse um, 
there's really that, no opportunity. There, there, for there's very few opportunities for that. It becomes, right, yeah, it right. Becomes, it's that's, so, so it far a challenge. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. In fact, you point to Price County as as your example in the beginning of your report, and I pulled up the city of Park Falls website, and they have um, a memorial ice fishing jamboree coming up. If anybody wants to go to that, uh, Park Falls Athletic Complex banquet fundraiser. They have a new uh, Hop 5K fun run walk. They're they're not just giving up. You know, they really have a can-do attitude. And what we see from our cities and counties really across the state is that um, they have reached, though, the end of their, their rope. I mean, they're, they're really at uh, a point where they can't cut anymore. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're finding that to be a real challenge. They're doing what they can with what they have. And, 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 and this, again, goes back to, to levy limits is, um, you know, in all of our communities across the state, um, you know, we're dealing with record unemployment rates, worker shortages. Um, you know, we need to um, find ways to attract people to the state. Creating communities that people want to live in requires an investment. And as you mentioned, we've seen disinvestment in a lot of, of, of places because of the tight levy limits. Um, in some cases, uh, you know, the, the uh, stagnant aid from, from the state, um, you know, in order to, to turn this around, it is going to take some sort of investment, whether it's local, a uh, local state partnership, but it's going to, to require something to, to create, again, communities that people want to live in and work in. Deal, do you think there are policy decisions that can turn the tide on this? Um, you know, steps that local govs can take, you know, the legislature can take to turn things around? Well, now you're really getting ahead of me because that's part three. <laughs> part three? Right? That's two podcasts away. <laughs> okay. We'll give you time so, to think yeah, of that. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> no, so what, what we're going to do, and I think people, uh, listeners will find this interesting, so what we're going to do is we're going to, to take the 1,900 rural counties across the country um, look at their their characteristics and what we found to be the characteristics that are associated with decline and growth, and find the outliers those that we would have predicted were declining but were not, um, and so get a very small subset and really dig in and say what are they doing that's different that's sort of insulating them from this decline, and so um, that's going to be the really big project at the end of this, trying to figure out are there policies that we can put in place are the things that we can do proactively to turn this around. So, Dale, this is probably podcast number three as well, but of the counties that show decline in rural population here in Wisconsin, are there certain pockets that are, are maybe showing greater rates of depopulation or other ones that maybe are thriving right now? The, the good news in terms of what we found was um, Wisconsin is actually doing a little bit better than the state. So we broke these, um, you know, the, the, the uh, declines or the, the population changes up into to groups of 10%. And what you find is Wisconsin only had one county in the bottom 30%. So, you know, and, and, and Gail just mentioned it was Price County. But everybody else's were really bunched in the middle. So we're generally hanging in there we're doing okay um but we're you know we don't have the the big decliners the the, the places that are doing better are kind of what i mentioned earlier what we would expect those communities with a at least a medium-sized city um or in or near an urban area 
So as you said, this is the cold, the little scratchy throat, but it's going right. to, we're a bit ahead of it right yeah. now. Yeah. Canary in the coal mine. Yeah. It sounds like we're talking about something that's depressing, but really what we need to do is talk about what we can change and, and, and um, policy decisions that can be made at the state and the local level that will make a difference. Um, going back to the report, though, you discuss four measures of economic performance what are those measures? And yeah, so we, we looked at, at a variety of, of measures, but we wanted to, to keep it to a reasonable um, number. So we looked at, at changes in workforce, changes in the number of jobs, um, changes in the number of businesses um, across the state or within counties. And in all of these measures, you see a direct relationship with population change. So as population declines, workforce declines, the number of jobs go down, and the number of businesses in a county go down. Um, and and the, the businesses, I, as I go around the state and talk to people, they say, well, as we have fewer people, we would have fewer you know, um, um, businesses, fewer electricians, fewer plumbers, fewer restaurants, which is, is totally understandable. Those are all local service jobs. That, that there's going to be fewer of it because you have a few, but but when you have a a a uh, paper company that is selling their product throughout the country, you know that that is a fairly fairly big um, part of the local economy. As that closes and leaves, that's where you get the real um, challenges because now there's there's fewer jobs for the people that are there. They leave, and so it, it sort of creates this this cycle. Those are the, the the businesses that we're really worried about leaving. There's no one immune to that. There's not. No, no. It's national. And that companies. does have a catastrophic impact right, on right. on the community. Yeah. As we know, I'm yeah. from Fond du Lac, and Mercury Marine is there. And that there was a time where that that company was facing uncertainty, and the impact to communities is huge when you have a large employer that that shuts its doors. Yeah. And and that's this is where I'll give you a little again a little preview into the next piece is one of the things that that insulates you to some degree is um, an economy that's diversified. So, um, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And this is where it gets tricky because you want to play to your strengths. And if, you know, if, if you, know, you have a lot of forest land and the paper industry is, is big, you want to play to your strengths, but you want to have a backup plan. You can't just put all your eggs in one basket. In fact, the article that I read about Park Falls, where the paper company closed, mm-hmm. uh, Park Falls is in Price County, they talked about how they need to diversify. And tourism, obviously, is one of the things that they're trying. Yeah. And in your report, you actually talk about how Wisconsin counties are more diverse, the economies are more diverse than in other parts of the country. Yeah, so what one of the things we, we looked at is we instead of looking at these um, individually, we mathematically combined all these measures to get a, an overall measure of the economy. And um, again... Wisconsin counties are doing better than we would expect, uh, given um, the, the the size of the population decline. So, if we adjust for that, um, in terms of economic measures, we're we're doing better. Part of that, I think, is if we go back to the 1990s, about a third of the counties across the country were declining. We didn't have any. The, the 90s was actually great for rural Wisconsin. Um, and so we've been a little bit late to this game of, of decline, which I think has benefited us. And I think, again, we're a little bit more diverse. Um, when you go to 
rural northern Wisconsin in particular, you have a lot of tourism, but you also have manufacturing. You have um, a, a, a broader um, um, industry base that, that has, has really helped soften the blow. Right, right. So let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more about Dale, his process, how, how the research is happening here, and a little bit about Dale as a person. <laughs> of Wisconsin municipalities advocates for Wisconsin cities and villages, large and small, urban and rural, speaking up for local democracy and common sense citizen-led government. Learn more at lwm-info.org. Welcome back to Local Gov Matters. I'm Michelle Thompson. And I'm Gail Sumi. We are here today with Dale Knapp of Forward Analytics. And Dale, let's talk a little bit about your process. You've been issuing amazing reports. How does it, how are you making the magic? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the ideas come from a variety of, of places. Um, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's based on work that I've done in the past. Um, Sometimes it, it's suggestions from county officials, municipal officials, school officials on, you know, you really should study this. Sometimes don't, those don't pan out. The, the data is not there that they might think is there. But so they come from a variety of sources. This report was something that has been in my head for quite a while. Um, but you need a lot of fair, you, you need a, a research team to be able to do this a, a fairly large staff or, or uh, more than just me. And so I was lucky to have an, uh, a really good intern this summer. You had a rock star I intern. Did, yes. I did, who, who was able to you know put all of the data um, for this together. And he was really good because you know, he even gave me ideas in terms of, well, we should look at this and this and this as well. And so um, that it allowed me to be able to to do this, and so that's you know that that's been great. Should we give a shout out to Jack Vitaba yeah, yes, right here, University should. of right, Chicago right. intern yes, extraordinaire? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's so nice to have that team where you can brainstorm ideas. Oh yes, and yes, really feed yes, on each other. Yes. So for those listeners who want to be Dale Knapp when they grow up, how how did you get into the <laughs> the data business? You know, I've I've always had. Um, a love of numbers, et cetera. But my my undergrad degree was in political science. I that that and that sort of You were good at statistics, association, probably, yeah. right. Um, Wait, Dale, where did you go to college? Uh, which which college? So I started <laughs> I, I did my undergrad work at UW Whitewater. Warhawks. Warhawks, yes. <laughs> um, one of the big reasons I went there, it's a great school, but it's not just there. I ran was able to run cross country there in, in college, which was fabulous. Um, and then I Went out and worked for a while. I worked for Keebler, um, and then decided I it's not what I wanted to do. And I loved economics, so I went back and got um, a degree at Marquette, and then at UW in, in economics. Outstanding. Yeah. But War- Whitewater was the best school, though, right? Yes, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. So, that. quick question on the, the cross country running is so incredibly difficult. You did it at a collegiate level. How how has running impacted your life? It's it's the for me. I mean, for me. I don't know if it's because I've run my entire life, but it's 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 my time to get away and just really think, 
to, you know, by myself to some degree. And I actually get a lot of good ideas running. Um, you know, I don't know if what, what's going on in my brain during that. Um, the problem becomes remembering it when I get home and That's writing perfect. it down. Maybe you should run with a notebook. <laughs> that should. would make you. <laughs> um, you know what goes through my mind when I run? I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> yeah. And I don't run at all, so there's that. There we go. <laughs> So when your research report was released, you were covered in almost every media market in Wisconsin. Tell us a little bit about that. So that's one of the, the things that's to a great degree surprised me and has really been very satisfying is that um, the reaction to not only this piece, but all of the, the research that we've done has been so well received throughout the state, both in the media and by county officials, municipal officials um, that I talked to, and I've been very pleased with that. You know, this is one where I, I kind of figured it would get picked up in rural areas as well because it, it, it's their topic, really. What surprised me was, you know, that it got picked up by WTMJ, by the NBC TV um, station in Green Bay. So, you know, urban areas where this isn't really their thing, but they understand that, you know, that everybody's in this together to some degree. And, and, and so we need a, a vibrant rural economy as well as a vibrant urban one. So the, the response to, to this piece and, and all of my work so far has been, been just fabulous. I think it shows too what an important topic this is. I agree. And it is, I don't know if this is the beginning of the conversation, the beginning, middle of the conversation, but the fact that the conversation is being had, um, I think ultimately will position Wisconsin, hopefully in the future, to be in a much better spot. There, there's been talk about this on a national scale, but to localize this to Wisconsin and, and where are we in this and um, has, has you know, generated that conversation. And, and I think we're at the beginning of this. And so I think we have people that understand the, 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 the challenges and are willing to take this to the next step once we figure out if there's something that we can actually do proactively. I think that there is. And thank yeah. you for providing the data yeah. for that conversation. I guess this concludes our Local Gov Matters 2.0 podcast. Thank you so much to our guest, Dale Knapp, Director of Forward Analytics, the research arm of the Wisconsin Counties Association. We encourage you to check out the podcast show notes for links to some of the resources that were mentioned today, including a link to the report. And to uh, reports that you've done in the past. I think those are interesting too. So you can find Local Gov Matters on your favorite podcast app from iTunes to Podbean to Stitcher. You can also link to the podcast from the WCA and League homepages. Thanks, as always, to our community radio partners who broadcast the podcast on their stations, Oshkosh, Rice Lake, Wapaka, and Sun Prairie. As always, we encourage you to contact us with any ideas for podcast topics. We'll see you next time on Local, Local Gov, Gov Matters. Matters.